Welcome to the WP Tonic Podcast, where each week Jonathan and his co-host interview the leading experts in WordPress, e-learning, and online marketing. Jonathan, take it away. Welcome back, folks, to the WP Tonic interview show. This is episode 613. We've got a really great guest. We've got Christine Chimos. I've just butchered uh, Chris, the surname, but I would. Would you like for me to say it? It's okay. Yes, if you don't, mind. Yeah. <laughs> have, have mercy on my soul, will you? It's okay. It's Christy Chirinos. Chirinos. Um, the listeners and viewers are, have got used to my butchering of guest surnames. Um, you take it in good heart, though. I appreciate you doing that. We're we're gonna we've got an interesting show. We're gonna be covering some serious stuff, but hopefully in a light, in not a depressive and honest way. Um, we're gonna be discussing what's it like to be a, a really bright and young at young and very open and pleasant woman in the WordPress tech scene. We're also gonna be talking about race and its part in tech tech can't separate itself from normal society. Society's woes affect tech, but because tech is an amplifier, it can make things better or worse. So we're going to be discussing that. So we're going to be discussing some serious subjects. Um, Before I let Christine introduce herself, I just want to tell you about one of our major sponsors, and that's Castus. I moved to Costos about three months ago. Um, I was with uh, another previous um, um, podcast hosting provider for about four or five years. Um, Costas came on. The prices were really attractive, but also Matt Mendez had joined them as their um, manager or director of sales and, and customer uh, experience. Um, I thought if if Matt had moved there, I should have a look at it. Um, they moved over 700 episodes flawlessly. The actual interface is a joy to use. It really is powerful but simple to use. The support is amazing. And it's like I say, um, it's built on WordPress. Um, they're deeply involved in the WordPress community and um, I've just it's just been a joy to use. So if you're looking to do podcasting for yourself or for your or helping clients do that, have a look at what Castos has to offer. You won't be disappointed. I highly recommend them. So Christine, do you quick do you want to quickly introduce yourself because you know you've got a lot of um, irons in the fire, haven't you? You know you do your podcast and you got your day job, and so would you like to quickly introduce yourself? Sure, we'll do a broad overview of all the irons in the fire. Uh, my name is Christy Chirinos. I uh, work right now uh, leading the partnerships program at Codable.io, which is uh, the largest marketplace of vetted WordPress freelance developers. And uh, I did um, launch a podcast a few months ago called The Open Source Economist, which is a seasonal show um, that is about nine episodes a season, which just covers topics on what is going on in the open source world as a whole and how it ties into existing research and academic subjects that 
are or often aren't uh, related to the open source ecosystems. And so the goal is to bridge together these two worlds to connect dots and solve problems. It's a explanation-based show, right? So a lot of it is me talking about what is and bringing in experts and guests that know more than I do to help me understand other concepts. And uh, it's been a joy to do, um, you know, and uh, there is season one is rolling out right now um, as we record this. So it's been a blast. Um, a bit of my past work involved with WordPress. Uh, before this, I worked as the product manager for managed commerce at Liquid Web. And before that, um, I worked as uh, one of the co-owners of Caldera Labs, uh, which made Caldera Forms. And uh, yeah, I've had all sorts of other WordPress experience with that. Before that, I worked in the nonprofit sector um, doing um, nonprofit technology uh, things management and uh, worked, you know, building sites for people and just overall existing on the internet. It's been fun. Um, and uh, yeah, some non-WordPress stuff. I um, live in Austin, Texas. I um, love music and um, make music and uh, have a cat. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you're perfect, and especially if you can get that the cat. Yeah, cat right. Just bring up the cat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah because of the, I don't know if you watched any of our round tables, but um, Sally, um, one of our regular lady um, panelists, her cats often. <laughs> uh, introduce themselves and my my actual um, numbers of people watching and listening increase enormously if there's cats in the show uh it's it's quite um it, damaging to one's ego when you one knows that you could triple the numbers of your podcast if it was just about cats uh um, so there we go puts you in your place doesn't it now um I just want to put this to you. It's more of a, it's kind of an observation rather than a question. Well, it has a question as well, hopefully, um, but I'm notorious for these. But um, the cult of WordPress, I call it. Um, what I mean by that is that um, before the pandemic, and I think I've been extremely supportive of the WordPress community. Now, I don't publish podcasts. I make my living from WordPress, but through my podcast and through presentations at WordCamps, I've tried to to um, be a member of, of the community um, and a positive one. I've done my best, I feel, um, and I've given a lot of opportunities to developers, designers, and all sorts of people to publicise their plugin, their service. Through my pod, through my podcasts, um, but I know is especially um, there's there's what I call the cult of WordPress, where I've observed a, a, only a small, and I'm not even sure this is bad or good. And this is why I'd be interested in your your perspective on it. I've noticed that there's a small clique of people that seem to overemphasize their themselves with WordPress. Like um, their whole life was dominated by WordPress. They had no outside um, life apart from going to WordCamps, talking about WordPress, or, or everything seemed to be about WordPress. Would you 
do you think there's some truth to my observation? And I, I always I found it a bit crazy, um, not crazy, um, crazy, a bit slightly stomach turning. There's something in my psyche told me that they they're just taking it too far. Well, what's your own observation and view on that? I think that it's a natural human instinct to do that. And I don't think that it's exclusive to WordPress. You see it all over the place, right? There's this really strong need in people to belong, to belong to something, to work towards something that matters or to feel like they're working towards something that matters, um, to be leaders or be experts um, and have the esteem and have the satisfaction of expertise and uh, recognition, right? We want recognition from our families, from our friends. And so to me, that has always seemed like a natural thing to develop in communities. I think that what you haven't said is whether it's good or bad. Yeah, I'm in two minds. My instinctively, some, something's saying to me, and when I've always repressed, um, the, uh, when, when I've ever had business relationship, personal relationships that have gone wrong, um, this, my instincts were there from day one. Um, yes. um, I just, re- just repressed them because I for greed or for because it suited me or it was convenient or I was weak at the time, but it was all there from the beginning. It's just that I didn't want to see it. Yeah. Yeah. That's something that I've also learned to find, right? And I think that all of us eventually learn to find, to listen to our intuition and to realize that if you have a bad feeling about something from the beginning, it's probably for a reason. There's so much information that we don't process consciously and that eventually we have to realize it's coming from a place, it's coming from an experience that maybe we've had in the past and it's worth listening to, right? Well, they and do so, say that two-thirds of communication is nonverbal, don't right. they? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So that makes sense to me. And with the question of that's that's a funny term the cult of wordpress i don't have an opinion other than it looks to me like a natural instinct and whether it's good or bad or somewhere along the spectrum of good and bad i think the better question to ask is is it harmful and on how many layers right for example you mentioned something about um it's everything's WordPress. They're not doing other things, right? Uh, well, maybe... look at, but look at the kettle. Um, what's the term? Ke- the kettle. The kettle calling the pot black. <laughs> yeah, I do two podcasts about WordPress. Um, I do videos <laughs> about WordPress. Mm-hmm. And I um, also make my living. I run um, a platform that ho- that hosts WordPress webs- websites, <laughs> plus an agency that does... Development work, you know, literally 14 hours of my day is around WordPress. But so you could say that I'm embedded in the cult of WordPress, but there was something about these, the people I'm remarking about, where they seem to, 
I'm struggling for the right words. I just wanted to see you if you you think I'm on the right track. There's something about about them that they pushed it even a bit further than what I'm doing. <laughs> and again, to me, that looks like a natural instinct, right? There's this sense of wanting to belong, and. That's not. I'll give you an example. If you want to get, um, I've got a great co-host, uh, a great um, um, panelist on my roundtable show, Spencer Forum, and he um, he doesn't mind. He, he trained as a lawyer, and he doesn't mind getting into arguments. You know, he quite likes mm. it, really. <laughs> and uh, um, he, um, through his blog and through. His social media he got into his insane back and forth with the oxygen um, page building community, um, oh. and you think you think he had insulted a religious cult by <laughs> by the amount of flack he got from this oxygen crowd. You know, literally, right? They are, and you find a lot of page like. Not only oxygen, I'm not just picking on oxygen, the Divi crowd, or you know, also I have found them rabid in their enthusiasm and support of, of Divi. And this oxygen crowd, they are really rabid about protecting their blessed oxygen. It's it's a freaking page builder, folks. Um <laughs> What do you you think of my comment there? You see it in non-WordPress. I think fandom culture is a really interesting parallel, right? People get really into certain musicians or whatever, right? Certain uh, pieces of media, book series, and they learn everything about it and it's all they want to talk about and they have it decorated all over their house. And... I've never had that instinct. And I wonder what it's like. And I can't tell you where it comes from other than I see it. And I have no opinion about it. I think the only thing that I start to think about is when does it become harmful, right? Something that I noticed at the beginning of the pandemic uh, was the effect on the mental health and the social media posts and the blog posts of people who really very much had one interest, whether it was in WordPress or outside, um, that the pandemic sort of flat out shut down. And that, I, I, it's such an incredible challenge because on one hand, you love it. But on the other hand, if it is taken away by an external force, what do you do? How do you help yourself? How do we help you? And that's not really something I ever figured out because when the pandemic set in, of course, all of us were stressed out in their in our own ways. Um, for me, I love to travel. I love to be out and about. Um, you know, my job has been remote from way before the pandemic, and my daily routine was wake up and get to work first thing in the morning, work until work is over, and then be out of the house, be yeah, out of the I gym, do. be I, out I've of friends' to, house. I've mm-hmm. got to get out. I'm on a, yeah. um, I put on a ton of weight. Uh, I almost, <laughs> I, no, it's not funny. I almost, I was clinically a, be, a beast. Oh, I'm sorry uh, to hear that. 
Yeah. Oh, it was just, it's, it's quite strange how I didn't see it. I, you know, looked in the mirror and I couldn't see that I just got into a mess. Um, and I've been on a fitness strict diet and I've lost about 30 pounds in about wow, four months. Um, yeah. But I've got another 30 pounds to go. Um, but it's really quite amazing how one can delude oneself. Um, just to, yeah, it's really hard. I think just to finish off before we go for our break, Christine, um, it's, it's, I think it, there's nothing wrong with being really enthusiastic, supportive, open. But then there's where there's a line where you become a zealot, where mm. you become impinated and judgmental and become, um, attack other people with different mm. views and you're not interested in their views. There's only one path, one plug-in, mm. one ring. Uh, <laughs> and everybody else must be damned and they're going mm. to hell. Do you understand what I mean? Yeah, and, and that's aligned to harmful, right? That's exactly what I'm talking about. The way that communities that exist that way form and exist, um, I don't know what to tell you about that other than we see it over and over, right? But when we talk about, is that good? Is that bad? To me, I ask the question, when does it become harmful? When do we start hurting ourselves and other people, right? When are you just really excited about a favorite singer? And when are you so excited about this favorite singer or this favorite plugin or whatever that you're in this stress, like actual physical stress, that hurts you and hurts the people around you because of this thing. That's when it becomes harmful, right? Um, going back to the pandemic, um, for me, these things shut down, the outside world shut down, but I had, for a lack of a better word, diversified my risk. And so there were things that I couldn't do, but there were things that I could do when I was alone at home, right? Or just communicating with the people I love via Zoom. And so it wasn't as completely devastating as it might be if one's energy is focused on one single place and one single place alone. And that's the question we should be asking when does it become harmful, right? Because you use the word cult. We have that word for a reason because we have identified that at that point, it becomes harmful. What are the dynamics of that, right? Like you get removed from your family. Um, you get removed from the independence of your finances. And so there's little factors in there in which we start seeing when people are getting hurt. Yeah. We're going to go for our break. Um, I'm, I want to talk, uh, I'm going to st- ask Christine about a, Christ- a question about gaslighting. <laughs> um, we'll be back in a few moments, folks. Launch Flows turns your WooCommerce website into a selling machine. We make it easy to create gorgeous sales funnels, no friction checkouts, order bumps, upsells, downsells, and much more. Gain full control over your buyer's journey from the top of your WooCommerce sales funnel all the way to the bottom. Best of all, you can use your favorite page builder, such as Elementor, Divi, Beaver Builder, Gutenberg, or one of the high-converting templates we've included inside. Get rid of the clunky WooCommerce shop pages and checkout process in favor of an optimized buyer flow that instantly increases conversions and makes you more money. LaunchFlows provides one-click order bumps that increase the total value of every sale with a 10 to 30% conversion rate. This is perfect for anyone offering complimentary products, 
training, or extended warranties. With unlimited upsells and downsells, your buyer's journey doesn't need to end at the checkout. Instead, we make it easy to display a series of additional offers as part of the original transaction. This is perfect for one-time offers, related products, mastermind class offers, high-ticket software sales, or subscription supplements. Not an expert? Don't worry. We've got the training and the consultation you need. WP Launchify will teach you how to get the most out of launch flows with personal consultation on WordPress, WooCommerce, marketing automation, and much more. If you want to earn more money with your WooCommerce online business, you owe it to yourself to try launch flows today. We're coming back. We discussed the cult of WordPress. Uh, we're on to gaslighting. Now, tomorrow I'm going to be doing my roundtable show, Christine, and I'm going to, because it's the summer, um, interesting stories are hard to find. Um, <laughs> um, so I'm going to start. I found some interest, reasonably interesting. Um, next, oh, by the way, next week your ex boss Chris Lemmer is going to be coming on the roundtable show. Oh, fun! <laughs> be a blast! A big beast of the WordPress community, the cult of WordPress. Um, he doesn't mince his words, does he? Uh, um, so, um, but I'm going to do a start off with an editorial um, piece. And basically, it's about the great leader, Matt Manweg. Um, I watched his last interview last night, and I think he's Gaslighter Supremo of the WordPress oh. community. Um, it was his, um, this interview that I watched, it was so illogical, so all over the place. Um, his arguments, when you really analyse them, are awful, in my opinion. Um, and he's, over the past few years, um, I see him as an anti-democratic force in the WordPress community. Mm. I know when Guggenberg was first promoted by himself, a group of very um, powerful and respected people went to him and asked that, um, WordPress should be reorganized and be more democratic, and they were just dismissed and pushed away. And I truly see him as an anti-democratic force in the WordPress community, and I see him as a gaslighter supremo. What's your comments about what I've just said? Whoa. I don't know that I have a comment. I feel like a politician, right? I'm like, no comment. <laughs> you know, but, <laughs> very and, wise. Uh, You're very wise. I've just committed, <laughs> see. I've just committed suicide in the cult of WordPress. You know, <laughs> I'm a marked man now. You know, there's no hope Funny. for me. There's no well, hope for me. My impression it's is nothing that... personal, Matt. You know, honestly, I'm <laughs> I don't sure. Know, it's not very personal uh, to me. <laughs> uh, no, I'm sure he's a very sweet, nice person, but um, I think. We have seen this in, you know, in the BNR class, haven't we? With Bezos and and Branson, they they want to fly off in their rockets and live in outer space, don't they? You know, and um, our great leader almost has a similar amount of money, 
And I just wonder, in the end, do they live in a bubble of their own yes. creation, basically? Of course. of course. And that's something that all of us can observe because all of us live in some sort of bubble of our own creation. And something that I've seen in my life has been the way that those bubbles appear and disappear. Um, you know, something that is in my background um, is that I'm an American immigrant. Uh, my family moved to South Florida um, when I was nine years old and I grew up in and around the community um, of Latin American immigrants that live in that area. People who um, don't speak English and, you know, work these different service jobs, sometimes work under the table, sometimes work um, without uh, documentation or undocumented. Um, and one of the things that astounded me uh, was that when I went to college, that entire world that I know exists was completely out of sight. I know that it's there because I was in it. But the moment you enter another bubble, the other bubble just well, just to, you know, it's bad enough in, you know, I'm a joint citizen. I lived up mm -hmm. in England, Britain, for 40 years of my life. I'm now 58 years of age. You know, mm -hmm. I'm old, as they hope for me, Christine. Uh, um, but, uh, um, but I've lived here for 14 years. And um, the one thing, I thought it was bad in the UK, but the one thing that the established media in America really, really does not want to talk about or show is poverty and, yes. and how a very large percentage of the population in this country live in grinding poverty and the consequences for children, women, old people of that. They, they, they do not want to talk about it, show it, or anything, do they? No, no. And that's a problem because you can't solve. And I think hard technology, yeah, the big tech. I'm sorry to interrupt, but um, I also think the big technology players like Google or Facebook, they really don't want to show that either, do they? I, there's a saying that I've heard um, that I really like, which is, Anyone who thinks that there is any kind of grand conspiracy has never tried to organize a group dinner. <laughs> and and if you ever, ever try to get a panel WordPress experts <laughs> to come, it's like herding cats, Christine. Right. Literally, right. I've just accept I, it's only so much control I've got over these people. They <laughs> they basically do whatever they want to do. You know, and that's something that I love because I think it points to the idea that everybody wants to do good. And I do believe that. I think so. I'm not too sure about that. Uh, <laughs> but there's just, there's like different layers of incompetence that get in the way of that, right? And I'm so, not sure it's incompetence or indifference. So maybe a bit uh, of both, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, you know, when we talk about the issue of looking at poverty in the face, some of that is discomfort 
especially in the United States, I think that a lot of Americans tend to see poverty not as a state, but as a moral failing. And well, it's not totally incorrect, that, is it? But it's just oh, totally overemphasized. When you have a society that offers no ability, no helping hand right. to change your life, that in every aspect, even through education, burdens you with enormous debt, which you cannot ever escape until you're actually dead, um, and thinks that is somehow that you get all the major universities. Yes, they offer scholarships, but when you actually look at their endowments and how much money some of these, especially the Ivy League schools in this country, their scholarships are, are pathetic. Uh, um, it, it goes from the top to bottom, this nauseating indifference to human suffering. And America's got great strengths compared to England, and England's got great strengths compared to America. But um, the the inability to offer any opportunities for people to really change their lives and to progress and grow is rather depressing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it comes from a cultural attitude that all of us can work to challenge. That's something that's really difficult is saying, well, why have things been that way? And sometimes that comes from a belief and it's not a misguided one because it's what our society has taught us. And we've seen plenty of examples of it, that poverty is a problem that can be solved with enough hard work. That's not 100% false. No. But it's also not 100% true. And the truth exists in the middle of providing the right support and honoring the right mentors. I think Malcolm X, you know, if you you really study the life of Malcolm X, Mm. which is inspiring to say the least, Mm -hmm. um, um, and really read his writings and his real message, he never underemphasized the psychic damage that poverty does to Mm -hmm. a lot of the people. They basically give up and they turn to drugs, other things. And the grinding, not only the physical consequences of being born into grinding poverty, but the the spiritual and psychic damage Mm -hmm. that it does. Um, Malcolm X's observations of this and how you, you must resist it and build yourself up as a human being is very insightful. Mm-hmm. Just to finish off, would you agree with that? <laughs> Absolutely. And specifically, the community that you're talking about is the Black American community. And this is a community that has been ravaged by a several hundred year history of slavery and theft. Just now, we are starting to talk about creating a system of financial reparations for Black Americans who had land and wealth stolen from them through riots, burning, and violence. Assets that today, if quantified in today's dollars, would equal billions of dollars with a B, if not more, because we don't have a complete and total perfect structure to figure out how much value that is. And... Not only does that 
cause day-to-day stress, but it also causes generational stress. And it goes back into thinking to look at solutions, you have to look at the problem in the eyes. And that is really uncomfortable for a lot of people. It's feels, it, it gets a lot of people feeling powerless. And feeling powerless means that you rather look away and say it's not happening than look at it in the face and say, I'm going to take you on. You're a monster that's going down. And it starts with getting together, getting together with the people you know and saying, what are we going to do about this? So... We've got to wrap up the podcast. Are you okay in continuing this as what I call bonus content for <laughs> sure. 15 minutes, um, which you'll be able to see the whole show, um, the podcast and the bonus content. I'm going to be continuing our discussion about race and technology um, with Christine. Um, but before we wrap it up, I want to talk, talk about one of our sponsors, Peach Bay. Um, Peach Pay, if you're looking to get um, really easy to use um, shopping cart functionality for your own website or for clients' websites that's really mobile friendly and flexible and you can set up um, really, really quickly. And it's also free, the plugin. Go to Peach Bay. Um, It's peachbay.app. It will be in the show notes of this great interview it's a great product. It's free. And have a try of it for your own website or for clients' websites. You're going to be impressed. Um, so, Christina, what's the best way for people to find out more about you, your thoughts, your views, and what you're up to? Sure. You can go to my website. I'm at christychirinos.com and see some of my projects, the podcast, and uh, I'm on Twitter. It's at X-T-I-E Chirinos. And you can follow me. I can tell you that most of what I post is goofiness. It is... Uh... Well, I like this interview. We've done some, we, you, thank you for being up for it. Uh, but we're, to say we've covered some serious topics so far would be a slight... Under, but I think we've done it in a reasonably lighthearted um, way, haven't we? I think so. And I think that comes from, I do approach life in that way. And, you know, we've talked about serious topics and communities that are experiencing a lot of pain. And I think that the first thing is to not make anyone else's pain, but your pain about yourself. And so um, a lot of my stuff that you'll see out there is just goofy right? It's just things that I like, things that I see, um, things that I don't like talked about in goofy ways. I just and, want to uh, say, uh, <laughs> I think you're, you know, people like you um, are one of the reasons why I keep in the WordPress community. It's just not only because <laughs> of my living, um, because um, you're a very impressive young woman. And thank you for everything you've done in the WordPress community, Christy. Thanks. You'll always be welcome on the podcast, by the way. <laughs> if you want to come back, you might not want to, but you're always welcome. Now, we're going to wrap up the podcast. Um, if you really want to support the show, there's two things you can do. You can go over and give us a review on Apple Pod- Podcast Player. 
Um, that really does help the show. And join us on the WP Tonic Facebook group. It's the WP Mastermind WordPress Mastermind group. If you're using WordPress almost every day and or you're making your um, living from WordPress in any way, this is the group to join. Um, the link will be in the show notes. Do a search in Facebook for the WP Tonic WordPress Mastermind group and join us. It's a great community. We'll be back next week with another great guest, another great interview. Join us on the bonus content, which you'll be able to watch on the WP Tonic YouTube channel. We'll see you next week, folks. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WP Tonic Podcast, the podcast that gives you a dose of WordPress medicine twice a week. 